Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Spooky Scouts on this lovely Thursday afternoon. Hope everyone's doing well. How 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 are you, Kayla? What's what's going on in your part of the world? Sorry if you hear flapping. That's oh yes, we both decided to let the pigeons out. Um, so if you hear pigeon noises, mostly it's just to make Jack suffer when he edits yes. the podcast. <laughs> but Sorry, Jack. If you're new to the podcast, first officer feathers is my house pigeon, and Nuggy is Kayla's. And I get, I get like suspicious when I don't hear him. Like, yes, because you're like, what are you eating? Well, I'm just like, what's, where'd you go? I think he's just, I think he's just loafing over there. I don't know. He took a, he took a bath earlier. And so he's just having a moment. Oh, there he is. Okay. He's, he's not eating anything he's not supposed to. I heard whoo, the hooin. Yeah. I have been up to still releasing the comic book that Chad and I worked on, which is very exciting. Yay. The fundraiser for that will be over very shortly. By the time this podcast comes out, probably Yay. is over. Uh, I could drop a link, but that's pretty much been the priority, but it'll be over soon and then we'll get it out to everyone. And other than that, I've been raising Digimon on my... Oh, you still have thing. the Digimon thing. <laughs> yeah, I have to... So you have to wear this every day, all the time. And if you take it off, it starts slowly dying. No! Yeah, and so if it can't read your no! heartbeat... Every, like, minute, it'll just start dying. What? So it's basically a psychic vampire, if you will, uh, yeah. that lives on my wrist and fights the drink machine at work. But I've been wow. having a blast with that. At some point, I'm going to get sick of it. It's just one day I'm going to wake up and be like, nah, I'm not doing this. Wow. But wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That's horrible and would make me so stressed out. I don't think I can handle that. I can't handle even digital animals dying, and that's just that. You could turn it off. One time I made it fight the drink machine too many times and it died and it like flatlined. It was really dramatic. Like the the heartbeat flatlined and it died. And I was like, oh, I should have. No. Shouldn't have done that. No, that would make me too scared and sad and all of those things. So then you get a new one. It's fine. No. Start over. I just, no. So I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, yeah. You still enjoying it? (laughs) Yeah. I. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still enjoying it. Uh like I don't know. So it's it's a very it's longer than I expected, which is good. It's like a $60 game. So I'm just like, okay, you crammed a bunch of stuff in there. I appreciate it. Like and it, <laughs> but like I just like I feel so bad because like there are so many things that make me so neurotic in the game. Like it's like it wants me to kill like a non-aggressive robot and then I like feel bad. That's sad. You should that should be optional. I hate that. Well, like, I mean, it's not like you need to like knock it over to like get on its head, but then I like feel bad. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And then like, it's just, there's things like when you're running on the mount, if you have a mount that's a robot horse and when you're running, you hit like local wildlife 
Like, it's just in the road on accident. And it's like an accident to hit it. And I try to swerve, but it makes this horrible, like, <laughs> like noise. And it's like, wildlife kill. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, like, no. I ran, <laughs> like, I ran over, like, a crow. And I was like, no! I don't, or, like, and a vulture and, like, a horny lizard, like, a horned toad and a squirrel and a raccoon. And, like, my giant, like, 10-ton robot horse is just like... <laughs> It just, it makes me feel so bad. That's sad. I know. And like, you're supposed to, like, you can hunt them and eat them, but somehow that doesn't make me feel as bad as when my stupid mount runs them over. And then sometimes my mount dies and then like, I have to go get another mount and that makes me feel bad. And I don't know, but I almost cried playing it last night because there was this like emotional quest about like Las Vegas. And like, I have this weird emotional connection to Las Vegas. And I was like, this is stupid. Why? I... why am I emotional over this? Game? This is so stupid. Why am I putting myself through this? Oh. Yeah, it was and not like I still really like the game. I'm excited to see what happens, but I've been playing it so long now that like it is not a de-stressor for me at night. Like yeah. making my tiny like miniature house was very calming for me and then made me feel better afterwards. That is the this is like the opposite. <laughs> like I don't feel better after playing it. I just I'm like, but I need to get more done so that I can save the world and the game's over. Yeah, it's like, stressful. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm still going to finish when I just don't... I'm trying, going to, like, swerve when animals go out in front of me because it sucks. Ooh, another thing I wanted to bring up was the new Pokemon because oh, yeah. that's a thing that happened. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably interested in. <laughs> yes, Nuggy, I saw that. Happy Flappies. Um, yes, the the Pokemon, the duck. I like the duck. Okay, I would die for Fue Co- Fui Coco. Fue Coco. Fue Coco. Is that the dinosaur? Yes, it's oh, Fue yeah. Coco. The duck is Quaxly. I know Quaxly is amazing. <laughs> Quaxly. 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 I, know, I think the duck is going to turn into like a little matador, you know, because he, yes. like, he looks like he's like got a little matador hat. His hat is 100% alive is all I can see. I'm like, that's alive, like a Wobbuffet tail or something. Really? Probably going to eat him or something horrific. Ew. Yeah. I hope not. You know, that's what's going to happen. Like, that's all I can see. Yes. Everyone likes the weed cat. Oh, I don't like weed the weed cat. cat. I'm like, pfft. No offense to anybody who likes the weed cat. I was just like, that's I, the really boring. It's yeah. a green cat. I was like, I but I guess the other one's a duck. But I mean, it's a duck with a hat. So yeah. its name is Quaxly. Someone, Quaxly. Yeah, someone was just like, let's grab the lowest hanging fruit and just do it. <laughs> like, just you're Quaxly. Quaxly. It's fine. Everyone likes ducks and everyone likes uh, cats. So And Fue, you know. Co- Fue Coco is and dinosaur. everything. Yeah. I asked my uh, herpetologist friend, I was like, is, is is this a crocodile or an alligator? Please ID for me. And I <laughs> sent her Fue Coco and she was like, actually, he has, he, he seems to have both fe- features of both a crocodile and an alligator. Uh-oh. He has some sort of hybrid. So oh, okay. just so you know. Yeah. That's, he, I he like how like, like silly he looks and like, I'm just assuming he's going to evolve into something like horrific. Yeah, someone told me, I was messaging someone about it, and they were like, that that child has never clapped his hands a day in his life. And oh, I'm yes. Like, it's yeah. true, because he's like. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, I'm very excited for that. Um, Turtle Queen, thank you for subscribing. I'm very excited for the Pokemon game to come out. Uh, there's been some bright spots and all the other, you know, things going on. So it's good to see. Good to see some Pokemon. 
I am excited to also beat Horizon and see what the end is like. So yeah, I looked up the. I never finished the first one, so I looked up the plot for it, and it was uh, a little bonkers. So yeah, interested to hear where it goes. Yeah, after that, spoilers, spoilers. If you don't want it to be spoiled, but but uh, so go away and come back in like two seconds. But a but the I've gotten to parts in the game where like literally the humans you left went to space and are coming back because they messed up another planet. Well, what a surprise. <laughs> so the tech like, bros who messed up Earth went and messed up another planet and then oops. are coming back to take Earth back. And I'm like, dang. Okay. Oops, we did it again. Spoilers over. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, my gosh. I am so sleepy today. It's just it is a sleepy day. And feathers stop making noise again. Feathers, come back. <laughs> Other than that, I think uh, I... How much of the show did you watch? So part of this episode is about this show that I found on Hulu. It's on a Vice show called In My Own World. It's called In My Own World. So <sighs> I watched all but like 10 minutes of the werewolf one. And then I'm sorry, there's Therians, the first... Kayla. There's a big oh, sorry, Therians. I watched all but like the last 10 minutes of that one. And then I hopped over to the vampire one and watched the first little chunk of that one and then it was time to stream so i've got an idea yeah. of that well one. the vampire one i found to be way less charming than the therian one the therian one i was like i can buy into this i oh, was yeah. like because they were like we're not actually wolves we just like share the spirit of the wolf and they just like run around and like have a pack and like howl and like have wolf pendants and like i don't know i was like you're just having a grand time like you're just it sounded nice they just loved each yeah, other they just loved but each like other. not in a weird way no and they were just <laughs> like no like we like wolves and like we consider ourselves a pack and we have parties where we just eat meat and i'm like okay sure. all right yeah they were the guy was like what food do you fix and she's like meat a fuck ton yeah. of meat and I yeah like, and i was like oh, oh oh and the one girl who was like <laughs> sure. she had like a bunch of kids the lady that they were following around and the <laughs> at one point the daughter was talking about school and they were like yeah like we were hoping that school like no one would think it was weird and stuff and the girl was like yeah i go to school and everyone's like my mom's scared or your mom is scary and i just tell her that she bites <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah all right also there you go. can get in can get into that well that's the thing is like like i guess it, it's like a little it's like furry adjacent but it's not quite it's more like gothy it's like and they don't dress up in suits yeah. like it's more like they don't want to be wolves that they're just like that they were like have a spirit of a wolf or that they were a wolf in a past life or that they are connected somehow to wolves on a like a spiritual level it's interesting yeah they said it seemed like they framed it more like guided by a spirit the spirit of the wolf but not and not saying spirit no guide, no that's inappropriate but like they said like basically that that essence or that spirit was how she chose to yeah well and she was like and we're all connected and i was like this is fine like you you're having a good time and like you know what those people don't do they don't get on the internet (laughs) they don't get on social media i guarantee it yeah they definitely don't they definitely don't talk about being a wolf on social media they just go out into the woods and like howl and i'm like that sounds very therapeutic to be 100 percent honest with you like yeah agreed i was like this is charming like if i was like i 
got curious and I was like, are there like Therian? Because Therian's an overarching term. It is a, it's part of the other kin community. And I was like, are there Therians for all animals? There are. And I was like, are there like bird Therians? And I looked it up and there are. And I was just, they were like, but we're very lonely. Because <laughs> there aren't that many. <laughs> That's sad. And I was like this, I just imagine like the bird theory, like what would they do? Like not me, like what do you go like, I'm a seagull. Like, and you go like eat the garbage. Like, I don't know. Garbage, eat french fries. fries. Go into the woods. Get the unlimited sheets. Go in the middle of a parking lot and go, ah! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Scream at people, destroy things, poop on things. like, uh uh-oh. Eat seeds, yeah. Uh I don't know. That one wasn't that one. And the part of the show, this show, if you watch it, it's on Hulu. It's a Vice documentary. Apparently you can also download it, but, you know, (laughs) you can find it. Yeah, Vice, if you go. Well, if you go to their website, they have like a free watch pass. So you could watch you could go there and use the free watch pass to watch a couple episodes. It'll let you. That's yeah, what I do. Yeah. Because we tried to download it. Okay, it so if you we can link the like, website too if you want to watch it. So you can just get a free watch pass and watch the first the vampire one. There's a couple different ones. I did I have not watched the time travel one yet because I just couldn't handle it. And <laughs> the prepper guy was just a prepper, which like that was fine. So it was prepper guy, time travel person and then there was one more which was oh demon hunter and i also was like oh shady link from kayla in the chat did it get mad at me sorry everyone i have no shame in watching a show to learn about a topic sometimes or watching a youtube video or whatever because this isn't like this isn't like actual historical research these are interviews with people and while they're reality shows and they're probably edited quite a bit like it gives you a gist of what these sort of topics are so there's no shame in enjoying a show about something. Just saying. I like I like bad yeah. TV. And I also thought that like I didn't finish the vampire episode, but the the Therian one was very sincere. Like Yes. Which I appreciate. I like when they don't No, no, they weren't like, like making Your house is no. gross and you're gross and blah blah blah. It was just like, you know, well, this oh, is... what's up with this? Oh, it's neat. This show like I... doesn't make fun of anyone. It's just interviewing them, which I appreciate. I don't make fun of people. That's not nice. Like, but I will talk about which ones I think are dumb and which are not. <laughs> like Yeah, I agree. I like... we have to, because there's some that I think yeah, I thought I personally Sorry. think the vampire one is dumb. You know why? Because the vampire one, and this is, I also feel this way about Vampire the Masquerade when I've played that game. There's too many rules. Like, vampires in general have too many rules. Like, the mm-hmm. traditional vampires. We are going to talk about my trip to Forks and Twilight in this episode as well. Yes. I have some articles oh my about, God. like, the evolution of vampires in, like, Twilight. Yes. And it's very interesting. I have one from The Guardian where they uh, talk about just like classic vampires versus modern vampires and what yeah. happened. Because it's interesting. Uh, L.R. Carlton's chat said, I uh, I and a lot of my other friends are other kin and some of us are cringy and others are chill. <laughs> the latter category. Just like, just like everybody. Yeah, that's every single community or whatever. And I think that was one of the things that I, my my general general takeaway of this well, ignoring Twilight, don't wait. That's that's a trash fire. Twilight's a trash fire, but ignoring like the other stuff, like is that people need need and want community. 
And regardless of how you find that community, whether it's if you feel a connection to an animal or you feel like you have a connection to vampires or you feel a connection to you want to be a mermaid, people need and want community. And because modern society is, has isolated us so much into being by ourselves and not seeking that community feeling so much of our lives other than with our family, which 99.9% .9 of the time is just not great. So, like, family used to be community, but because that's not really, I don't even feel like that's viable anymore. Like, we need to build community again. And so all of these people are looking for community. And that's what I feel like, and I feel like that's the most valid, like, reason. And it's like, whatever the spiritual reason for choosing one of these communities or, like, mental reasons, then that's, you know, that's valid, whatever it is. Whether being, like, other kin or vampire or, I don't know. But I, weirdly enough... I also, yeah, that's not a dog Martin in chat already said this. That is why we have QAnon. And that's why we have people that call themselves patriots because it's a, it's that lack of community that they, they want to find community. So instead of doing something wonderful and wholesome, like just being connected to wolves, they're like, let's be connected to like extremely toxic political beliefs instead of something that's wholesome. Yeah, because I, I feel like that was the one takeaway from the Therian one that I was a little uncomfortable with is I thought if if the leader of the pack, the they called her the Lupa, if if that person were ever to have any sort of negative intentions, it was it could have taken on a it, no exactly because because so but it was like a positive environment, yeah. so that was fine. But there was a level of it where I was like, this could go. In a very bad direction. I mean, any, very any community can, for sure, for sure. Like, any community, and that's, yeah. And that's where you get cults and you get really unhealthy beliefs. So, but I think I, we really miss a lot in modern society from living in a community where you see people face-to-face. -face, and I think it has broken us, and that is why the internet and people on the internet are broken. Yeah, because it was just like they would go... Which I, I know some of that is we're in unprecedented times where we can't gather right. as much anymore. But like even before that, I don't think we gathered as groups and had like nice big dinners and like actually talked to each other and spent time with each other. Yeah. And it was just really nice. And like they said, like everybody in that group found that group because they did not have a family growing up or they didn't have that environment. And it was very yes. sweet. Yeah. It was the same with the vampires, even if I think vampires are dumb because they have too many roles. But yeah, they just had her dumb too many roles. It's like, well, they have too many roles. And like, and blood is gross. Like, yeah, blood is gross. I think that's Which gross. I think they were actually drinking blood, or it might have been like clamato. He had like at one point like a glass, and I was like, that looks like tomato juice. But he definitely like made his finger blood and bleed and like stick it into the cup, and everyone else drank it. And I was like, that's how you get diseases, my dude. That's how you get clamato infused diseases. So. I read I read a really descriptive sentence once about like drinking blood. I th it was like in a vampire book or some shit. But they were like talking about like you have to drink it immediately and it was like overly descriptive about how thick and like disgusting no. it was and now There's I can't a, not think about well, that. A friend of mine once made blood pudding, which is up and a traditional British thing and I was like I'll try this. Like they got the blood from a butcher. Like it's like or black pudding, I'm sorry. You know, it's like it is like it was no no I, it's cooked was it like all it's thick? cooked but it's like i don't even want to describe it it was not i just i can't i couldn't i i tried it because i was like oh history hooray hooray and i was like yeah no it, like all i can think of is that it had cooked it had the consistency of 
of like egg whites and I don't cooked egg whites. I know. <laughs> no, it's not okay. It was not okay. No. Like, like, like loose snot. Yeah. Like not snot. No, it was more cooked than that, but it was just like, mm -mm. no, no, I couldn't be a vampire. No, no, I wouldn't. Um, okay. Feathers. I'm going to need you to shush, shush your face. He's very happy. He's just getting attention. At first I have, I have a little clip. All right. So this first clip is from the vampire show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it right Ow! now. Sorry, he just attacked my toe. Oh so my sorry. god! Pigeon attack! <laughs> Pigeon attack! All right, let's see if it works. Hooray! So this is and this is our segue into into some of the Twilight stuff. We can still talk about whatever, but like this is <laughs> yeah. oh boy. And hopefully you can hear it over feathers. Feathers, you gotta stop. Coming a legitimate vampire house that's recognized by the elders in the community is creating a written manifesto outlining the beliefs and practices all members must swear to live by. Can you guys see it? Or is it? What are you doing now? Actually, I'm working on the prospectus of the new house. The greatest goal of any vampire is to bring his day side and his night side into harmony, what we call twilight. To allow twilight. our internal beast to be tapped into and make it work for us instead of against us. We cannot exist completely in the night, but at the same time, you can't ignore your nature because it will consume you. Okay, that's, that's all I was gonna, that's it. I'm sorry you can't see it. But he was <laughs> like, vampires, we, this guy is like the elder vampire guy and he looks like he's like this really big guy who wears sunglasses all the time with a beard and like a piercing that's just like a pointy thing on him. Like a, like very intense looking man. And like it was just like, we have to find our twilight. And I was like, that's that's the clip. That's the one. Please stop, sir. <laughs> that's the clip we need, because apparently the vampires need to lit to live in our society must balance their day side and their night side. And they all have houses. And New York is apparently the Rome for vampires. New York is filled with vampires, apparently. And they all ha go and hang out at night. And there's tons of vampire houses and elders. And they all just look like goths. And some of them wear their fangs out all the time. And like, yeah. I see. I remember when that was a thing in like the early two thousands. Because remember when Hot Topic had the the fake fangs yeah. in the stores. I mean, and stuff? It's, but I also feel like this whole vampire thing is exactly the same as the Therian thing, and it's just that they want to be vampires. And like, but vampires yeah. are so overly complicated with rules and everything that they don't get to have any fun. <laughs> They're overly complicated, and it they exist on the concept of like taking energy yes. from other yes. people, which makes it. Like a little yes. not cool. They're all like, oh, we're the apex predators. We're this, we're that. We take everything for ourselves. It's very like narcissistic based. And I feel like that opens up for a lot of people that might tend towards that inclination because it's like yes. we're taking from everyone. I'm like, that's not a great way to think. So I feel like it might justify people's like really awful behavior in being extremely selfish and dangerous, which is also scary. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of drama in this vampire world too. So, yeah, and the 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 Therian world seemed very chill. 
Just like whatever. Yeah. We're just the Therian happy. one was just like we just uh, identify with wolves and have like a cool dinner parties. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Just eat. Yeah. Meat. Well, if there's anything you want to add to this, Kayla, before we sh- I show the Twilight or the Forks video. Yes. I do have one one article that is not overtly Twilight related that I pulled that was from BU Today, so Boston University, where they talked to a religious studies scholar who wrote a book called Vampires Today, The Truth About Modern Vampirism. And the guy who wrote it was Joseph Laycock. And he wrote this book in 2009. So they talked to him about, why did you choose to write this? And blah, blah, blah. And he goes in depth about it. Basically, he became interested because he discovered the Atlanta Vampire Alliance, which I guess is like a whole thing in Atlanta. Um, But he he does go over in... Okay, the real vampires, which again, I don't want to put quotations around it because I mean... It's still real to me, damn it! (laughs) But there are lifestyle vampires, he says, that admire the aesthetic. So they may like vampire movies or writer Anne Rice, and they may wear fangs or Victorian costumes, but at the end of the day, they know they're not... They don't drink blood. They just really like the aesthetic. That's Stephanie Myers. (laughs) Yes. They want to bang them, which is what Stephanie Myers wanted. Yeah. And then the other type are the psychic vampires, which he, he calls, actually, he calls those real vampires. So we have lifestyle or real. And he says, real vampires believe that their physical, mental, and emotional health will deteriorate if they do not feed either on blood or on energy. And there are three types of real vampires, sanguinarian, psychic, and hybrids. So sanguinarians feed on very small amounts of blood, generally just a few drops. And they don't bite people, apparently, because that's... Yes, they talked about that on this show, too, that there was psych vampires and ones that drank little drops of blood. Yeah, so there's that. And then they say that they asked how psychic vampires feed, and he just he said that it's through their aura. There's, like, a tentacle that sippies their aura, which is disgusting to me. I don't know. But he does say that psychic vampirism has been a part of occult literature since the 19th century. And the idea that some people borrow or take energy from others is common throughout Asia, based on his studies. Like, it's just been around a very, very long time. Um, He also says that they asked him, they asked the guy if they felt that taking people's energy was ethical. And he said that most vampires believe it's okay as long as they go to a place where there are a lot of people and only take, like, a little bit of energy. And, like, they go to venues where there's a lot of energy, like rock concerts or a Pentecostal church service. These guys went to the um, train, like, the, the F train in New York and were just, like, sitting on there, like, mmm, absorbing the energy. It's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> That's so weird. It just weird. reminds me of Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows like he's a psychic vampire yeah yeah he's the psychic vampire um so they they asked him a couple more questions they talk about like what what is the connection between christianity and vampirism and he tried to connect it to the doctrine of transubstantiation which is the communion bread and wine actually becoming the body and the blood so i guess he's like trying to say that maybe that's like a, a vampiric tradition but I, I feel like that's kind of a stretch, you know. But I just thought that was interesting. It, he, it was a good primer to some of that to say, like, there's aesthetic vampires. Yeah. And there's real vampires, the sanguinarian, psychic, 
And, and then there's, which again, I, I feel like it's very narcissistic. Yes, no. I feel like vampires, again, it's a very unhealthy way of looking at things. And then there's people like Stephanie Myers who made up a bunch of shit that makes zero sense and is not like vampire lore at all. Even these like real vampires don't have the same lore. And she was just like, this is how it is because I'm Mormon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have, a, I have a couple articles that talk about like how she for some reason changed vampires in this way and how it's what it kind of speaks to our modern culture. But we will get to that after. Yes. After we talk about. Forks yes, this is a bit. That was my. Primer. No, it's, it's perfect. That's more or less what that show talked about. And if you watch it, it is really interesting. Um, but again, the vampires, I didn't like as much also because like they went to an like an anime store or like a like and like the guy was like, I need a dagger for my altar. And I was like, oh, my God, just <sighs> my dude. Like, I just <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just I feel like it's I feel like the thing about vampires that makes me turn like makes me feel like awkward and cringy about it is that they try so it's so try hard like they're so yeah and even, i even feel that way playing vampire the masquerade where it's just like we're so scary and badass and i'm like i can't be that character i can't do that and like it makes me scared so i'm just like the okay all right yeah meanwhile where the wolves were just running around with ears on yelling i'm like they're having a great time you can do that too vampires yeah. no one no one there's no rule saying that you have to be an edgy badass just saying yeah you don't have to be an edgy yeah there's no fine. rule saying you need to be an edgelord otherwise you can't be a vampire so anyway oh uh, flumpton also bronze bottom in chat also said most modern vampire lore isn't even that old uh, a lot of it comes from bram Stoker's dracula and hollywood it's true but like i mean so does like wicca comes from the 60s too so it's like there's no it's not any less valid depending on not on how old it is like it's whatever ever they feel and believe in this case i think i feel like but i personally like older things i think older old things are cool but well and not to to dive to dive into this a little bit because i do have an article about the one from the guardian is very good because it talks about the original bram stoker's dracula was a type of dracula that you could actually be afraid mm -hmm. of and it was more rooted in the the fear of like sexuality and sex like that's very much what dracula was so that fear was kind of rooted in that and then over time it turned into like the sexy outcast and like it still maintained that level of attractiveness but then stephanie meyer came along and was like mormons like but yeah it's i don't know it's just interesting and as a society we have definitely become more less like Victorian era, like definite obsession with sex, but like finding it inappropriate. And now we're more comfortable with those things. And now it seems like we're making vampires into a more conservative kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know. It's kind of weird. There's something there with that that I don't know what she started, but it's very strange. Yeah. Because true blood, I feel like, was more like the natural evolution of where vampires would be in the modern era. Just like super sexy whatever like sure and then like twilight they're just like don't get married you need to get married <laughs> like i don't know it's very weird i feel like the people that are into twilight and then are going to like look at actual vampire stuff are going to be really really confused so <laughs> it's because it is not not even close also like her werewolves were just racist so and the tribe that is actually out in forks the Qu quinault yeah. tribe is like we don't like this 
Yeah, really? they're just like, uh, they're I'm like, sure. this is like offensive and not what, what, where. Well, yeah, because she used the, a real yeah, tribe, she sure right? Did. It's like a real, and she used the name and she everything. She sure did. Which I was like, yeah. that's kind of, but yeah. ugh, what if you didn't do that? I yeah, she could have just made one up, but she didn't. <laughs> she sure did. Ugh. But before we go on to Forks, I was going to link... This is the, I know it's just a wiki, but like, this is the, where P shifting, which I didn't realize stands for phantom shifting. P-H, it's P-H shifting. P shifting. And there's more shiftings. There's other ones. So I thought if you want to read about the shiftings, I thought that was fascinating. I want a bird shift. There's a shifting therian, which is, this is the typical kind of therian, someone who identifies as an animal and experiences a wide range of shifting. A con theory and a theory who does not experience shifting, but is instead in a permanent state of half human and half animal. Vasiliant therian, the term is disputed. This type of therian experiences a limited range of shifting and has been the base instinct for the theriotype ingrained into their personality. Or cladotherian, a type of therian whose identity Ooh. encompasses an entire family or clade of animals instead of only a single oh. species. And a polytherian are as a therian who identifies as more than one animal. And there's phantom shifts. Oops. These shifts are when the person can feel parts corresponding to their animal body. Mental shifts, where the shifter takes on a mentality of the stereotype. Most try to hide these shifts to blend in with society. Dream shifts. These shifts involve vivid dreams of being their stereotype. And auric shifts, when the individual's aura or astral body may shift or change resembling that of their animal side. Cool. Yeah, I'm like... That's pretty yeah, that sick. Sounds, that sounds cool. Like, you're just gonna, like, then, like, you run around this forest and scream at things. Like, I don't, that sounds like a great way to get out some, some, like, tension. <laughs> That's literally all I want to do. I used to do that as a kid yeah. so much. Kids, see, it's just almost, run into the woods. like, when you pretend as a kid and you played pretend and how fun that was, like, you just keep doing that as, a, as an adult and feel great and not worry about what other people think about you, which I think is always healthy. This is incredible. Yeah, right? What if that it's could like go away? The, the, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about the Therian episode. I would recommend that over the vampire one because it is, like, the attitude that they had. I was like, how do I get yeah. there? I'm getting there. I'm 32. I'm starting <laughs> to not give a shit. But, like, I'm not there yet. And I don't know how you could just be like, I, li- I literally only care what this group of 20-some people thinks about me. Like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah that's the dream it is it really is is to just be able to be like this is how i feel community this is how i represent myself and i don't give a fuck if anyone says it's wrong because this just makes me happy and i think if we had if we had more of that attitude in the world like we would see less people like the ones in texas like trying to like limit literal people from like helping their children and like being afraid of people's gender identities and being afraid of everything. It's like you are afraid because you were not allowed to be yourself ever. Yeah. That's how it is. That's just the reality of it. It's so sad. It is sad. It's so messed up. All right. So anyway, uh, Jared and I went to Forks for fun. I, I took him because that's how I show affection to someone who is your partner. I'm like, come on, we're going on a weird... A weird tour of Forks. But it was beautiful. It was. Other than the Twilight stuff, like, that was a beautiful place to take, like, a weekend Yeah, and it's only, it's about four hours from here, and it's four hours into the rainforest. So, like, you drive through nothing. Like, there is just nothing out there. So, I didn't take any pictures of me. I realized I just took pictures of Jared. (laughs) 
making that's making a, that's the gold content just making his disappointed face i mean the face was genuine for forks because it was yeah. but like forks is rough like it is a one lane town legitimately one lane there's one stoplight there is one mexican restaurant there is one grocery store one one grocery store but do they have they have the italian restaurant though, that's that not in forks to, right? Oh yeah, that's they in uh, that's that, in Port they? Angeles. It's an hour and a half away yes, from Forks. I remember that they they went there for their prom dresses. Yes, I remember. I did. This. I forgot. I did take a picture of Jared in front of that restaurant. Yeah, because you were I like, did. it's the restaurant so Bella went. To. Pretend you saw that one too. He was making the same. He was making the same face. So it's fine. It's I don't good. know what the population was, but it was just it was it was rough, and it was a mixture of like people not wearing masks. Like the usual, like that restaurant that we were in where Jared was eating the pancakes with that guy with the stove on his back was like had the because of government handouts. No one wants to work sign on the door. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. So. Wow. And so but like with everything has like some weird Twilight thing. We didn't get to go to the museum. There was a Twilight museum that we didn't get to go to it's only open on Fridays. Gosh, and we were there. You missed. I know out. we really wanted to go, but we were there during the week. So it wasn't open. But the store with the cardboard cutout was open. So and everyone that works there are all like youths from the local high school. And I was like, oh, boy, this is. I wonder what they think about it. Do they think it's cool? Oh, no. They think think it's... it's, I think they think it's funny. Like, I think they think it's, like, a joke, you know? Like, they have to. Like, how could you not? I don't know how you couldn't. Like... Because Twilight's having its resurgence. I've seen it quite quite a lot on TikTok. (sighs) It's coming back because it's, like... She wrote a new book. It's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah, from the... From Edward's Which which I'm just like, why? Quit milking Why? this. Why? Please stop. <laughs> so I don't know. So it wasn't even filmed in Forks. Forks is just where it took place. It's really weird, really tiny. I don't understand. Like it was like when I went to Roswell, but worse. Like Roswell at least was fun. It was also like a one lane town, but like a little bit bigger. They had an Applebee's at least, and like <laughs> oh nice. And there was like a weird museum of like UFO evidence, which actually had a bunch of fun stuff in it. Like I would go. See, that's cool. I would go back to Roswell. Like Roswell was enjoyable. This I would not go back to Forks. <laughs> like I think it's pretty. Oh, it's super I, I pretty. I kind of want to go because it would be fun. It's yeah, silly. that beach called La Push is really beautiful. That's from the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah La Push. I can't. This is too yeah, much. That, so that's the beach. I don't know. I haven't read the book. I, I can't. So you, you I don't should. want to. It's, it's a trip. I don't want to. I can't. It's a trip. It'll take you. It takes like five minutes. I just it's like I don't not want to. Very well. I just I I that's like brain worms. I just so like. <laughs> So anyway, La Push was beautiful. The rainforest there is beautiful. All the nature, like the tribal areas are very sad because COVID made everything closed down. And for a long time, people weren't even allowed to visit the lodges, which are how they make a lot of their money. So That's yeah, sad. so everything and like clearly government does not give them enough money for taking over their land and being garbage. And so it's just, it's all very weird and sad. And there's a lot of logging there. So there's a logging museum and tons of logging, which is sad in of, of itself because you go and you're driving and they're like, oh, all these trees have just been cut down. All of them. So it's like, it's very strange. It's very strange. Like it's sad and weird, but I... 
had like a, this weird experience where we went we went to a bunch of antique stores because Jared likes to look for video games. Turns out, don't think there's any video games in all of Forks. Maybe even in anyone's oh, it's okay. house. I got him. Oh one. yeah, that's right. I got him. That's one. right. And when he got back, Kayla sent him uh, Twilight. Seen it, which he has to play for, for the yeah, Wii. For the Wii. For the Wii, and he has to play yeah. it. He lived it. He knows the. He knows it all. He yes. lived it. But like, so we went to this, a bunch of weird antique stores where like, they were in this guy's like house, this old guy. And he started telling us, that's where I got that, a bottle of pine tar. Like I found like, I got a bottle of pine tar that was like from like the early 1900s, which was like an old uh, snake oil bottle for like $5 at this guy's weird house. And this guy's telling me stories and he's like, yeah, there's this story. And he showed me the book. Like they, someone there wrote a book about it of this guy called the Iron Man of Forks or the Iron Man of the Ho Rainforest. And I was like, what is this story? This is wild. And he's like, yeah, he killed, a, uh, he was a hunter and trapper and homesteader that founded the Ho Valley. He killed a mountain lion that was 15 feet long and it was named Bigfoot. <laughs> I was like, so he killed Bigfoot. I know. No, it's not 15 just, feet long. Just wait, long. just wait. It got it got out of control. Okay, so the so I was like, whoa, that's really interesting. So I heard this whole story. I was like, that's fascinating. We are about to leave. We go to this cafe, and there he is, painted on the wall. Because the Iron Man of Ho Valley got the name as the Iron Man because he carried a, an iron stove. So he was what was called like a I think it's called like a carrier or something. And so they would carry supplies into the homestead through the wild ass woods. Like ancient woods. And so he was carrying a stove on his back and someone like ran into him, an iron stove, like ancient, like not ancient, you know what I mean? You know, an antique stove. Yeah, yeah. And he was carrying sure. it as like a backpack and someone passed him and they were like, they were like, wow, like you're carrying the stove. And he was like, oh yeah, it's for my wife. Like she wanted a stove. And they were like, that's impressive. And he was like, oh, the stove is fine. It's the 200 pound sack of flour I have in it. That's really heavy. And like, there was a sack of flour in it too. And so that's why I got the name, the Iron Man of the Ho Valley. And I was like, this is fascinating. I'm obsessed with this. This is way more interesting <laughs> than Twilight. This guy killed a giant 15-foot cougar. Who knows if it was real? Listen to this folksy story. And so then we go to that cafe, and there's a mural of him. And I'm like, whoa. They, like, and it was painted in, like, 2016. It was new. I was like, Iron Man of the Ho Valley. There he is. It, there is the picture of him with his stove. And the waitress came by, and, like, everyone is from there. Like, so, like, everyone that works there is from there or is, like, a logging person or whatever. And um, there's old people in this restaurant. I mean, like, so old. There's a table in the front of this restaurant that says, like, this table's reserved for three grumpy old men. Like, something, something, and, like, Slappy. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. His name was, like, (laughs) Slappy. I don't even remember. It was something ridiculous. This is, like, the Old West. This is, like, homesteading stuff. This is a better romance than Twilight. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, yeah. He's pitched right? up so for his wife. So here's the capstone of the story. After this whole meeting with the antique guy, getting this weird bottle, the antique guy also showed us his gun and his knives at the same time. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then he said he never goes to Seattle. He was like, I call it Pill Hill because I don't want to go and get my shots. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so anyway... So we're in this restaurant, ask the waitress, and I'm like, and I point at it to Jared, and we're like sitting eating. And she was like, oh yeah, it's the Iron Man of Hope Valley. And I was like, yeah, we just heard that story. It's really interesting. Points to this like 95-year-old man sitting at a table with his wife next to me and go, that's his grandson. No. 
That's his grandson. And I was like, are you shitting me? And she was like, yeah, that's his grandson. And I was like, no. And then like, she was like, he'll tell you all about it. And I was like, I'm a little too scared to talk to strangers. But his wife heard us say it. And his wife was like, this guy is so old. And his wife was like, was like, I don't know where his name was. And he was like, what'd they say? And she was like, oh, they're talking. She was like, they're so old. She was like, they're talking about your grandpa. And I was like, that's his grandson. What the hell? And then we left and I got the worst coffee I'd ever had in my life. And that's the end. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, I saw I saw wow. a living legend. That's cool. A living legend. That's more that's way more interesting than Twilight. I know. I was like, how come no one cares? Why didn't anybody write a book about him? I don't know. I mean, like, they have, like, a local book, but I was like, this is such a wild legend. And the town clearly has a lot of pride in it. And this homesteading guy who traveled through the woods, like, these literal, like, uncharted woods, like, with giant cougars and stuff. I don't know. He carried a stove. I don't know. I was just like... A stove filled with flowers. Yeah, but it was just, like, such an interesting story and such an interesting, like look into that sort of wild place that had never really had, I mean, Europeans had like home. He was homesteading as that they were logging it. Like they were trying to like in the worst possible way, like civilize it. They were trying to build a city and they, it was too, actually too hard. Like why it never became anything out there. Like a really big like town is because uh, clearing it was too hard like it was too wooded there was too and there were too much there's too much water because it's a rainforest so but that guy the iron man of ho valley did it and carried a stove on his back so if you go there like the people there love that story they don't want to hear about twilight they want to hear about that which is why they were so willing to talk to me about it anyway that's my story of forks it did end in a really fascinating like legend you know that's pretty cool. And then, but but the only way they make money is having this dumbass Twilight shit that looks so stupid and cringy. And I'm like, that's a terrible story. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, I don't know. It seems like she, because I I looked up a little bit on the history of Twilight in preparation for this. Cause I I didn't know. I don't know. I know that she's not a good author because I've read the books. Um, but she basically googled like rainiest place in america yeah and forks came yes up, and that's why she chose it she never actually even went there that's so insane so yeah so she just basically googled it and was like yeah that seems fine sure and i will also use this actual tribe's name in my book as if that's not a problem because she never went there she never met those people she never like actually thought oh maybe this is offensive <laughs> like maybe maybe i should not take an actual native american tribe's name and use it meanwhile she could have wrote a book about that guy I with know. The what if he what if he was, what a, if vampire? He was a vampire it's a better story <laughs> like what if he was carrying the heavy stove because he was a vampire yeah and he's so strong yeah, and he's so he's strong because he was a vampire better there you go story lady way better story laying right there for you to pick up he killed a cougar probably because he needed to eat it right because of the blood right there you oh, go and i did just so the spooky scouts know i did do my due diligence as a spooky scout and ask the old man at the antique store if he'd seen bigfoot yeah, oh, I straight up say? said, have you seen Bigfoot? And Jared laughed in my face. <laughs> but he said, he kind of rolled his eyes and then said, he's seen elk. Close Maybe enough. it's a keyword. 
<laughs> it's close enough. Oh. I feel like everyone needs to go bully Jared to play Twilight Scenic. So yes. I think he needs to yeah, play spooky, it. Yeah, Spooky Scout should bully him to, to play it because he should. No, he's... I want him to play it. It would be so... Yeah, oh, my God. And also, the reason... Another reason why we went is because we spent, like, a week watching the riff tracks of Twilight, which... Of every single one. And it was so funny. Like, if you don't... Like, if you don't know what riff tracks are, it's like a couple of guys talking over movies. It's like... Um, oh, okay. It's like... A, it's the same people or, like, a couple of people from... Um, Mystery, Mystery Science Theater. Theater. Or P- Mystery okay. Science, Science Theater adjacent. Like, I don't know. But it's the riff tracks are so funny for Twilight. Like we were literally like laughing, crying. The end, the payoff at the end of the movies, like when the movies finish and it's such a bad movie, is so incredible because the it's, the jokes are ongoing and it's incredible. Like seriously, I the last time I watched those movies were when I was like at rock fucking bottom <laughs> after like my dad almost died and my dog no. died and like Jack and I were so completely depressed. We we're like, we do not know what else to do let's watch all of Twilight in one weekend. And we did it. And it it is literally mind-numbing, but it'll get you through yes. anything because it's so bad. Well, the riff so tracks. I, I do have a soft spot yes. because it got me through that. It, you guys <laughs> should rewatch it with the riff tracks. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I it's really so I want funny. To. I think we will. And, like, I... I can't tell you, like, I we're like... I forget which movie we got to, but, like, they're... For some reason, they go to Brazil. For some reason. For, and that's where, like, her and, like, Edward have sex for the first time and, like, literally, and oh, break they the go bed. To, like, the island. And break the, the island bed. that's named after yeah. his mom. Yeah, and break like, the bed. He owns a, they own Yeah, an all of the white vampires own an island in Brazil. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And then the maid, the maid comes in and is like, ah, demon in Spanish. And I'm like, this is the most, like, messed up racist shit where the white person owns an island in Brazil and this, like, like, poor maid, like, calls him a dean. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, but the riff tracks are so funny. I don't want to spoil it, but, like, if you haven't watched the Twilight riff tracks, absolutely worth it. We watched the whole thing. We binged all of them. And then uh, we also watched, as another vampire theme in our Airbnb, we watched uh, one of Nicolas Cage's first movies, and it was so bad and insane. And it was called A Vampire's Kiss. It's from the 80s. It's so bad. And it's like Nicolas Cage at his most insane. He eats a live cockroach and he he eats a for real. And it was his idea. Yeah. What's wrong with him? Yeah, it's it's bad. There is not a riff tracks to it. Uh, There should be. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there should be. It's because it's it's bad. And apparently it's Nicolas Cage's favorite movie. And that just says a lot about him. Wow. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yes, it's where the, the meme, you don't oh. say meme pics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but- it's it's like, it is the cagiest cage. So much, like, just out of control cage action. But it's terrible. I, I love, I like when he cuts loose. Yes. He just oh, he goes full that's cage. That's it, full cage. So if you want that, <laughs> that's terrible and you should watch that. But definitely first watch the Rift Tracks of Twilight it's very funny. So that was my trip to Forks. Um, I sh- like there should be a zine about the Iron Man of the Ho Rainforest. I just love weird yeah. folksy legends. I love that stuff. It's weird. 
It's so cool. Yeah. Like, that's so much cooler. I, 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 that's what I like about living in, like, growing up in a rural area is, like, I feel like we got a lot of that, too. Yeah, it's cool. There's just, there's lots of local legends and stuff. Yeah, and there's haunted places and everything. There's a lot of that in cities, too, but a lot of it doesn't, you don't find out about it because you, if you live in a city, you're not a tourist. So you don't hear the cool stories. Like, I learned a bunch of those stories when I went on that ghost tour here. Like, the ghost tour guy talked about how Seattle being found in, like, the 1800s or whatever was filled with, like, people who had parlors for, like, like um, ghost, like, things and stuff. And were, like, weird psychics and stuff like that. So, yeah. I forget the name of the family. But, yeah, it's neat. I love those old stories. Seances. Thank you, Errol Carton. My brain's broken today. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I've been fighting too many robot dinosaurs, and it's just it's starting to get to me. Um, but anyway, Kayla, it's go ahead and give us some of your Twilight articles before we. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed All that right. dumb, that dumb, uh, the dumb Twilight information and learned a little bit about our, you know, lesser known small towns that shitty authors don't even visit or like give credit to the people. It's terrible. There's a couple things I have. There's two stupid things. And then I want to go okay. like revisit the one where it talks about the evolution of the empire. Because it's very interesting. The first thing is that there is a documentary about Forks and Twilight. Like there's and I found an AV Club article about it, which was just like the way it's written is very spicy. And I don't really like reading articles like that where they're just like, huh, duh, duh, duh. but basically I, I don't know if you know this, but there's a straight-to-DVD documentary called Twilight and Forks that it claims to investigate how vampires actually relate to Forks and whether there's some truth in the characters that you're familiar with. Because unlike... Because Twilight isn't real. Vampires aren't real. And if they were real, they'd live in Transylvania, is what this article says. It's very spicy like that. I don't really like it. But I, the interesting thing is that this exists. So I think it was made by MTV... Because it says, they quote from MTV, you'll see shots of the forest and some shots of signs about vampires, explained Brown, who used high-def cameras to capture the area's gorgeous rainforest-like landscape. You'll meet a real-life Bella and a real-life Alice that are in Forks. There's a real-life Bella working at Forks Outfitters in Forks. I don't know if you went there, Holly, but did you meet Forks Bella? Forks Outfitters is attached to the grocery store. Okay, well, Bella <laughs> okay. works there. Uh, so, we didn't go in the grocery We went to the grocery store for like two seconds, got scared, and left. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's something I just wanted to bring that up. So it sounds like there's even a documentary that I guess maybe MTV made about Forks. And this was That's interesting. 2009. 2009. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. it has not changed at all since 2009. It looks like it is about <laughs> exactly the same. Like I would Just say, time capsule. I would say it has not changed even a little bit. So, the the next offering I'm bringing is a Quora question. Those did gold. Twilight offend any real vampires <laughs> from Quora? <laughs> so someone answered. Apes Brienne Chan answered in May thirty May thirty first, twenty eighteen. What do you mean? There weren't any vampires in Twilight. Those were fairies. James came close, I guess, but he was he's so much of a happy-go-lucky, sparkly pixie, I doubt it. Anyway, back to the topic. Did Twilight offend any real vampires? Picture this. You're a real vampire who lives in rural parts of your country, and you keep, to your, keep yourself alive by eating the occasional stupid tourist who's brave enough to ask you why you look like a goblin. You don't control it either. When they ask, 
Bells just go off in your brain, and you've ripped the tourist apart before you even know what you had done. To you, one outburst of anger equals death for humans, but they're so petty, so who cares? You're a monster, but you don't care. One day, you come across a black book that someone dumped into the bin. It's got two pale hands on it holding an apple. It's called Twilight. Since you have nobody to talk to and are starved of entertainment, you flip it open and begin to read it. This Twilight is horribly inaccurate. The vampires in the book are vegetarians, which means they suck animal blood, which is also the opposite of being a vegetarian. The ones who aren't are portrayed as bad guys. When James and Victoria make an appearance, you're immediately rooting for them. Wow, after hundreds of pages of describing vampires looking handsome and sparkling in the sun, finally, two real vampires. However, they're horribly, obnoxiously, irredeemably stupid. You smack your head in frustration as you start to understand the plans both sides are making. Instead of taking advantage of the numbers, seven against two. This is very in-depth. This person clearly very read the book very like, in-depth. The sparkly vampire. I, I feel like they're like, I'm going to complain about this, and it sucks, but I read the book. But I read it really <laughs> yeah, closely, yeah. actually, and I took yeah. lots of notes. And they're just like, blah, blah, blah. There's a long paragraph describing the plot of the book and why everybody's stupid. What vampires are this stupid? It gets worse and worse. James and Victoria, whom you thought of as real vampires at first, totally buy the Cullen's plan and don't change routes until it's very late. However, James manages to hoodwink hoodwink Bella into a clever agreement and doesn't seem to plan on sharing Bella's blood. Completely understandable. Bella falls for it, idiot, and gets her butt saved by some sparkly fairies. At this point, you're at a loss for words. You don't even know who to root for anymore. The fairies or the slightly smaller team of fairies. For humans, imagine reading a book in which all the characters of your gender are people with zero personality and can't fight their way out of a paper bag and are only there to date the guys slash girls. That's exactly how you feel right Yes, because the book was written by a Mormon. (laughs) I don't understand that descriptor, honestly. I'm like, what? No, because (laughs) the the book itself was written by, like, someone who is extremely deep into mormon ideals which is like women oh zero personality women get married to man and make babies which is what well yeah is it mormonism where the woman can't go to heaven unless she gets married yeah and well and eventually like men get their own planets and with wives and like it's it's extremely sexist like extremely extremely sexist so someone who has grown up in that is extremely repressed and not allowed to live out their cleared vampire and or like like supernatural sex fantasy with the vampire there they write books about it and then make tons of money yeah but yeah so uh long story short yeah it offended real vampires so just i'm glad that was this person a vampire uh i that's how they're describing it (laughs) okay but it was very it was very roundabout and they spent two paragraphs thoroughly describing the plot of Twilight in a mocking manner, but very descriptive. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Like, I don't know. It was very strange. Also, all the other answers are like, yeah, it did. They weren't real vampires. And I was like, They okay, weren't. Everybody. I mean, I agree with these maybe vampires, maybe twelve year olds on Minecraft. Like, I feel like <laughs> like they weren't real vampires. They she had no there was no sensical vampireness in it. It was not a vampire from history. It was not a vampire from modern pop culture. It they don't even have like fangs. I don't think. 
No, I think their teeth were just really hard. Yeah, and they're made of like stone. Like, when they die, they turn of like turn to like ivory stone and explode. Like it's, and, and they have venom and like all this stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm like ah, uh, like it's not even. She just made it up. She just made it up. Uh, Schnauzer asks, remind me of the connection between Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fan fiction, yes. and she just changed the names. Yes. So it was originally Twilight fan fiction, and she just literally changed the names of everybody. Like an AU of Twilight, where it was like, Edward was a businessman, and Bella was a lady. Like, <sighs> so weird, right? I find that very I, weird. I, can we just... Can, yeah, we just well, where, can women writers please, please do something else? <laughs> like... <laughs> i'm just like wow like you your fan fiction really took off good, good for you yeah no that's great i mean fan fiction can be really well written and like it's actually legitimate and a good way to practice writing i just wish that i it, wouldn't call that well written i mean i just it's i for pop culture books like it's whatever it doesn't that's the proof that if if you want to write something just do it anyone can anyone can write a book <laughs> just do it just do yeah. it so the the last, like, actually relevant article, which I feel like is very informative, was the one from The Guardian, where they talk about Twilight versus Dracula. And the subtitle of it, to describe it, is, If vampires once represented a fear of sexuality, what do they mean to our more liberated era? Which I think is just, a, it's an interesting proposition. So basically, they they have, like, a reading group, I think, on The Guardian, and one of the members chose the month's theme and she wrote a little article about it. I'm going to read what she said because I just, I don't know. This is very thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like. interesting. So Michelle1978 is her username and she says, I may be biased as it was my suggestion that came out of the hat, but I'm glad that we're looking at these books. For me, Dracula by Bram Stoker is the scarier of the vampires. I first read it when I was 18 during a really hot summer and refused to sleep with the window open at night just in case. It wasn't until I got to the end of the book that I allowed air into my bedroom. I want my vampires to scare me, and Dracula definitely did. A big part of that was because he didn't actually appear that often. So much of the terror and suspense was in the perceptions of the Harkers, Lucy, Van Helsing, and so on. This made it scarier for me, as a big part of terror is fear in the mind and often the reality is less scary. Not having Dracula around so much meant that he could be as scary as the imagination would let him be. And all the gothic associations add to that. On the other hand, Edward and the Cullens are around and by getting to know them, you sympathize with them and you see they are just misunderstood. And the other vampires that the Cullens meet who aren't as pleasant and vegetarian still don't have that scare factor. And secretly, even when the blood hits the fan, you know that everyone will be all right at the end and come through unscathed. I like them both, but as for me, vampires aren't are meant to be scary and I want to be frightened so much. I daren't open the window until I reach the end of the book. Dracula wins the fight. Having said that, I probably would prefer it if Robert Pattinson appeared on my windowsill rather than Christopher Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's amazing. Um, but she, that's so good. She talks. I know it's so cute. And the article says basically people kind of apparently like argued with her a little bit and she kind of avoided the issue. But the, the subject they were arguing was vampires are supposed to be frightening and a good part of their appeal should come from the thrill of fear. But there's a problem with that. Does anyone actually find vampires frightening? 
I'm not certain. I can easily imagine how much fun it must be to be scared witless by Dracula or even Edward Cullen, but I have to imagine, because neither of them bothered me at all, I wouldn't want to deny the macabre fascination of Bram Stoker's story in particular or the gothic appeal of his graveyard imagery, the dark ruins of Whitby Abbey and the forbidding Transylvanian castle. Even so, the book strikes me as more of a comfort read than anything else. The occasional moments of dark and cold serve only to offset the cocoa warmth of the rest. Edward Cullen, meanwhile, is about as threatening as Justin Bieber and just as sanitized. Um, and someone else, Kikvay, who was... It, it, it's like a nice like book discussion that they end up doing, I guess, monthly, which is really fun. But another user, Kikvay, says, It feels like there's a strong impulse to tame the vampire in modern interpretations, to keep all his attractive qualities, his beauty, charm, power, erudition, etc., but get rid of the inconvenient fact that he eats people. He's become an idealized fantasy figure instead of a monster. The best stories play on this tension between the fantasy and the monstrosity, but I felt in Twilight the defanging had gone too far. Honestly, the book started to feel like one big long mantra. Bella is awkward. Edward is beautiful. Bella is awkward. Edward is beautiful. Repeat, repeat ad infinitum. If you subscribe to the idea that Bram Stoker's vampires represented a fear of sexuality in a very sexually repressed society, that it makes sense that this aspect tends to be played down in modern vampire stories. Although we're arguably just as obsessed with sex as the Victorians, we're generally near, nowhere near as repressed. So modern day vampires are more beautiful than their Victorian counterparts, but much less seductive. It's just a theory, but I wonder whether contemporary vampire stories reflect society's fears over drug addiction rather than sex, so that the abstinent vampire reflects the heroin addict trying to quit but under constant temptation, and this out-of-control addict-slash-vampire who is seen to pose the threat to social stability. So I find that very interesting because I do think, like, there's some vampire medium in between Dracula and Twilight. You have Interview with a Vampire and you have The Lost Boys, who I think both kind of fall under that, like, addiction kind of vibe. Both of those do, because you had the whole, like, in Interview with the Vampire, they made that, the Claudia, the young, what's her name? I can't think of the actress. Kirsten Dunst? The girl from Spider-Man. I don't remember her name. Yeah, whatever. But, like, you know, and she, like, is a child and couldn't keep her impulses under control. And it was just, like, an addiction. So there, there's definitely, like, that subset where they went with that. And it's present in Twilight. It's just a creepy stalker addiction more yes. than anything else. Yes. Kirsten Dunst. Thank I you. Also, or yeah. I also feel like Twilight in this weird way has this like thing where it's just like, oh, she loves Edward and Jacob and she can't be with both of them. And like some people have multiple partners. Like, is this just the yeah. pure weird like Mormon monogamy thing? Like, I don't like. You can have you two. Can, it's yeah, fine. it's not. It's, I get like what what's going on here? Like there was this scene in the movie where like she's cuddling Jacob and he has no shirt on and Edward's like sitting there and I'm like Ed Edward and Jacob seem like they want to bang and like it's just like I'm like this is the tension's too much yeah, I'm just like I think this is this is possible but I I guess you just you just want to lust after both of them be really weird like I don't I don't know there's there's a lot of hang-ups in this series yeah but it is very well, much like, like that sexual vampire thing for sure yeah it's like it's it used to be very sexually charged, but they they were very repressed. And now it's sexually charged and we're no longer repressed. 
Except she's also Mormon and she's writing this and she's adding. Oh that yeah, kind that's of you can you can aspect smell the repression. <laughs> like yeah, so that's interesting because you go. I think that's why Twilight was the way it was. Like you take that the vampirism, which became like literally it's sexy it's it's all about sex and addiction and like the danger and she's like but i'm a mormon well yeah and and edward is like i'm old-fashioned i won't have sex with you (laughs) yeah yeah i was like god (laughs) so i i remember even i read those books when they came out when i was the first one came out when i was in high school yeah i I remember i think yeah yeah i i read it and i remember even at the time i was like i don't want this I would not let this man's tell me what to no. do. Like, uh-uh. No. Yes. Yeah, I never read it. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't know that I can really recommend it, but I will say, like, it's good trash reading. Like, if you don't want to think at all, it's one of those Okay, books, that's fair. Which I do like those occasionally. They get me back in my reading habit. That's when I true. Read just, like, good trash That's book. true. That is true. But yeah, that's my opinion on vampires. I think that... I don't think we've totally left that type of vampire, the true blood vampire and the Anne Rice vampire. I just think Stephanie Meyer took it in a very weird repressed direction that we had moved away from. And I think people found that interesting. I guess they found it like it was different. It's different, but really it's pretty traditional in a lot of ways in that it's like revisiting that. fear and repression king kaiser will said i read it because my girlfriend at the time made me we didn't date much longer after that oh no she made you read it i don't know about that Ugh. could just watch the Ugh. movie i do think the visual i think i think the soundtrack for the movie slaps i remember that the music they picked in it was pretty good yeah i know it's not bad it's actually not not bad music but yeah all right i feel like my brain's melted my brain is melting yeah. too. Are we done? <laughs> let's let's do one story and then we're gonna fly okay. off into the sunset. Sparkling. Glittering. Glittering into the sun. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing. Are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Oh, Carlton said the music was the best part. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the second one, I used to have the soundtrack saved. I would listen to it in college a lot because it had like a lot of good artists. Yeah. On it. Well, yeah, it wasn't bad. It's very surprising. All right. I'm going to pull up one. I'm going to read it. And we're going to have you. All right. Yes. Okay, tell me when. Is it fact? I'm ready All right, more. go. All right. This story comes from Ango Gablogian. I used to work with a team of meteorologists in college. We'd constantly send up weather balloons before tornado season. Gotta get ahead of them tornadoes, after all. A few days before this, we had lost a couple balloons out of nowhere. No storms, no aircraft collisions. Things just seemed to vanish up there. Eventually, one of us had the idea to rig a camera to a balloon and try to suss out the problem. For the most part, the video feed was nothing out of the ordinary. At this point, we figured the ones we sent up were just faulty. I will admit, it was still cool watching it ascend into the lower mesosphere. It was about this point one of my colleagues pointed out something on the feed. It looked like some mass of purple ribbons. 
At first, I thought it was just a cloud before a large pale violet bell moved in front of the camera. We just sat there as we watched it pulse and shoot upwards, those long ribbons trailing behind. Eventually, the feed cut out after the ribbons covered the camera entirely. We weren't sure what that was, though most of us told ourselves it was a noctilucent cloud that had some atmospheric shrapnel in it. I'd like to believe it was just a cloud full of sharp rocks, but honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I'm mute again because Feathers left and started hooing. I don't know, a bell with tentacles sounds like a jellyfish to me. A sky mm, jellyfish. Space jellyfish. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe they got inspiration from a jellyfish. I'd rub, sorry, I yawned. Mm. I'm sorry. It's getting to that time of day where it's okay. Sleep, sleep, it's sleepy, sleepy time. time. <laughs> it's time for chippy. Chippy time. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say it's fiction only because I think it's a jellyfish. Ooh. Well, Holly, I have to inform you that you're ah, right. I got him. I'm right. It's. Amazing. I know. That's where I'm at flumped in where I was like, fact, because large words that I don't understand. Sometimes they throw those in there to trick us, though. I know. It's good. It's tricksy. I know. know. Well, thank you, Ongo Gablogian. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the good story, though. I do like the idea of a sky jellyfish. That sounds cool. I know that is sick. So if you want to send in a story, make sure to do that to SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com. We need some stories. Send them in. Yeah. Fact or fiction. Spooky, either spooky fine. Saturday stories at gmail.com. Fact or fiction stories. Yeah. They don't have to be long. They can be short. They don't have to be well-written. They can be written like Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it. Live your bliss. Yeah. Make it about vampires. Make it about vampires. It'll be great. We just like reading them. It's fun. Yeah. Or tell us a local folksy legend. Yeah. That would be fun, actually. If you have any local oh. stories like that, I would really love to hear that. And maybe you could just say, like, this is a local story, and we can decide if we believe that it's based in fact or not. Because some of these, I think, are. Feathers brought me a stick. I think they usually are. Oh, I need to get he some brought, of those. That's a good idea. brought me a stick. Oh, you can see. Oh, good boy. Okay. Yeah, you put it back over here. The sticks. There you go. Go, boys. Brent, go get more sticks. There you go. <laughs> go get them. No Twilight fan fiction. That'll be deleted immediately. <laughs> but if you write it and I can't tell that it's Twilight fiction and I start reading it and then we realize it's Twilight fan fiction, that's fine. Oh, and my gosh. No. Because I think that's hilarious. No. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. Well, thank you all for tuning in as usual. So yes. If you want to snag some We Crowing Hen stuff, support us and the podcast and everything, go snag it at the store this weekend. Um, I'm getting my chest tattoo. So I'm getting a chest Yay! tattoo of a, it's kind of like a, it's like a design from one of the, from the Ibn Bilibin Baba Yaga book, but I'm, ch- yeah, it's like a, folk it's like a folk art, art piece. piece, but I'm going to change it to, um, to chickens and an eye. So it's going to be very cool. I'm very excited. It's going to hurt. That's okay. All tattoos hurt. So it's fine. I can't wait to yeah, see it. Yeah, me excited. too. If you don't know, if you don't have a lot of tattoos, how this usually works is that you don't know what it looks like until you get there. <laughs> That's just yeah. People, I don't think know that. Like, I've never had an experience where they show me the drawing nope. at a time. You show up and it's like this is what it's gonna look like, and you're like sick. All yeah, right. you don't go for unless it unless you have a specific drawing like that you want, and you just say, "I want this exactly." Like, if you say, like, I want you to come up with it, like, they don't show it to you until you get there. So, kind of wild and exciting. So, 
is it is exciting and i think it's gonna look really good yeah it'll be fun all right well we will see you all in a week uh it also gives jack a chance to catch up and uh we will see you soon make sure to keep your eyes in the sky and i hope everyone takes care of themselves and uh all that kind of stuff and we'll see you again next time okay bye goodbye bye goodbye Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to patreon.com slash spooky scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know. <laughs>